one of my seminary professors was using this verse to, to teach his son to obey his mother. And he was like, look, Jesus, even the, even the Lord of heaven and earth, listened and obeyed his mom. And his son looked at his dad and said, mm, yeah, he may have obeyed his mom, but he wasn't very happy about it. And I could see, you know, how he could, how he could draw to that conclusion. I mean, this, this passage looks like there's actually a disagreement in the Holy Family. There's a disagreement with perfect persons, where, mother, where, where you have a mom who's conceived without sin, and you have God himself, who is a man. And the question then becomes, what really is going on here? What's, what do we make of this dialogue where, it's set, where his mom comes up to him and says they have no wine and Jesus says to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. Do whatever he tells you. And so I think it's important if we're going to really understand this passage to really break it down. First thing we have to remember is that whenever families communicate, we generally don't communicate in complete sentences and we didn't, generally don't communicate in an intelligible way for other people to understand. We kind of have our pods, we kind of have our ways, we kind of have our little families, and we kind of have our own understandings of one another to where we don't exactly always need to articulate every single word or thought or deed, but we can just kind of mention things in code. And I think that's a good way to interpret this. This is really kind of a code, if you will. We have, we have Mary saying they have no wine, and we have Jesus saying something that actually I don't think this is the correct translation. The correct translation is really... Woman, what to me, to you? Not what concern does your affect me, but what to me, to you, my hour has not yet come. So what are we to make of this? Jesus' hour is very clear. We all know this. Jesus' hour is the passion. It's where he he has agony in the garden, where he suffers, scourge to the pillar, and dies. The hour is his hour of torture. The hour is the moment where he accomplishes his mission, but, it's a, but it appears to be a great tragedy. But he also says something that's a little perplexing to us. He refers to his mother as woman. Kids, do not refer to your mother as this. This will not bode well. But there's another place where Jesus does say this, where Jesus does call his mother woman. And it's on the cross. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. And so what that's indicative of is the cross of the tree of life. And we see Jesus as the new Adam. Whenever he says woman, he's indicating the new Eve. If Jesus is the new man, we're looking, whenever we look at Mary, as the new woman. And that's why he says woman. To indicate and to hearken to what's about to happen. Is that if you agree to this, you're going to be seen as the new Eve. Because you're going to be a part of, what, of my passion. You're going to be part of my suffering. You're going to be a part of my death. And that leads to the, the next part of this, this saying, what to me to you? This can be translated very simply. I believe this is code four. Do you know what this is going to be for me and for you? Do you know what's going to happen once I change this water into wine? Do you know what's going to happen whenever I work this miracle? My cover is going to be blown. Everybody's going to know that I'm something else. Everybody's going to know that I'm something special. My disciples are going to believe in me. People are going to hate me 
with their jealousy. And I'm ultimately going to die a criminal. And the prophecy that Zechariah, the prophecy that Simeon said to you, mom, will come true. A sword will pierce your heart while I'm right there on the cross. That's what's going to happen. That's what Jesus is saying whenever he says, what to me to you. It's not a sarcastic saying, but it's a code of looking at his mom and saying, look, this is what's going to happen if you want me to work this miracle. This is what's going to happen. What do you want to do? And that's whenever she then opens up the door, goes to the servants and says, do whatever he tells you. It's at that moment that Mary becomes the co-redemptrix, the fellow redeemer of mankind. That doesn't necessarily mean that she did the same amount of work as Jesus to redeem us. That doesn't necessarily mean that she also kind of died on the cross or whatever, or the sword that pierced her heart did that. No, but she took a part in his journey. She was the one who ultimately mediated our redemption at this very miracle. And that's why I believe whenever we look at her, especially in this moment, especially this moment where she agreed and she set forth Jesus' trajectory to the cross, that she could actually become a mom, a mo- excuse me, a model of all mothers. A model of all mothers. Because what she does, is she teaches mothers the hard brutal task of releasing their sons, especially in this situation. I mean, it's one thing, let's be honest, to, to release your son and to allow your, your children to grow up and go off to a nice college or go to medical school or law school or grad school, you know, things are nice. But she released her son to go die a criminal's death. She released her son to be the shame and the mockery of all of Israel. She released her son to basically be humiliated in front of the stage of her entire family. And in doing so, she released her son to save every single one of us from our sins and death. That's the beauty of Mary. To say that Mary isn't a strong woman, to say that Mary didn't didn't go through suffering, to say that Mary didn't go through pain is a complete and total lie. To say Mary was just a passive instrument in this whole, you know, this whole drama is a lie. Because Mary was the one who set it off. Mary was the one who began it. And Mary is the one who continues to to accompany us in our own journey. Is the one who continues to show us how to suffer. How to show us how to endure pain. How to show us how to endure passion. Especially those passions, especially those pains that we have no control over. Especially those passions and those pains that happen to our very children. So my dear friends, may we stay close to Mary. Knowing full well that she is the one, our our fellow redeemer. She's our co-redemptrix. She's the one who mediated our salvation. Because like a true mother, she's always looking after us, her children now and forever. Amen.